When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello everybody and welcome along to the post-game podcast on the Liverpool Echoes Blood Red channel. I'm your host Patrick Smith, coming to you after Liverpool suffered a humbling 4-1 defeat at the hands of Manchester City. Now I'm sure we were all apprehensive of the dreaded early kickoff and gap in quality that's developed between the two teams this season, but even up to half-time, none of us saw this result coming after Mohamed Salah's opener. But once again, there's plenty of frustration and disappointment to digest, so helping you to do that is the Liverpool Echo's Paul Gorst from the Etihad Press Box, Jürgen Klopp in his press conference, and the travelling Liverpool supporters. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Supposedly season the final week for Liverpool started in the worst possible way after a 4-1 defeat here to Manchester City at the Etihad. Uh, it had been a pretty even, absorbing first half with both teams going in uh, with a 1-1 draw at half-time. Uh, Mohamed Salah had given Liverpool the lead uh, on account of the attack involving Diogo Jota and a wonderful pass from Trent Alexander-Arnold. But uh, City got themselves back in the game with Julian Alvarez and um, it was really... Um, Fair representation of what had been an excellent first half for both teams. Liverpool looking to sit in, keep it, uh, keep it tight, and look to exploit the spaces in behind City's, um, City's defence. City, as you would imagine, dominating possession, uh, keeping hold of the ball, looking to create as many chances as they could uh, through Harry and Liverpool out of possession in Liverpool's uh, first third, if you like. But uh, after the break, the, um, the narrative of the game, if you like, completely changed in Liverpool. Completely crumbled in abject fashion, it has to be said. Um, City made it 2-1 uh, very early on into the second half. We had Mahrez crossing for Kevin De Bruyne. Um, and then it was made 3-1 by Ilkay Gundogan after Liverpool had failed to clear the lines. Uh, both of those goals coming inside 10 minutes of the second half. And uh, Jack Grealish just put the gloss on the results uh, in the final play of the game to make sure that uh, City celebrating a... Uh, a uh, pretty sizable scalp of Liverpool. Uh, you look at the teams Liverpool have lost to um, of late, and of course, the uh, 6 2 aggregate defeat to Real Madrid and a, uh, another Champions League hopeful of similar quality of really putting Liverpool to the sword this afternoon. That um, kind of just highlights how far Liverpool have fallen this season. Um, defeats, of course, um, you know, on the road to the likes of Nottingham Forest, uh, Brentford, Brighton, and Wolverhampton Wonders earlier this season. All um, lamentable defeats for various reasons, and of course we've spoken about those um, those defeats at length. But this one felt a little bit different in the fact that City was just several uh, levels above Liverpool when it really mattered, and that will be the biggest indictment on um, what has been a terrible uh, season for the Red standards. You have to say top four now looks very difficult for the Reds. Uh, it was a, uh, something that's been, uh, been described as a season to find a week. Of course, uh, City today. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge on Tuesday night and Arsenal uh, a week uh, a week from now at Anfield. But uh, this was a pretty appalling way to start that uh, that run. And now you have to say Liverpool uh, facing up to the prospect of a season outside of the Champions League. And you know that's something that happened to Arsenal a few years ago, and they haven't quite managed to get back in there. So it's uh, something that is not necessarily a given that you're going to get straight back in there after one uh, particular poor season. So. 
Um, lots of work to be done for Liverpool on the pitch and off the pitch and uh, Klopp spoke in his Friday press conference about the need for the club to spend this summer and he said uh, this club will definitely spend and it's quite jarring for Klopp to uh, speak about transfers in very uh, black and white terms you know there's someone who shies away from that kind of speculations, that kind of talk always prefers to talk about what he can do on the pitch with regards to, or rather than what he can do off the pitch with a, a bit of a chatbook and um, a transfer spree if you like but uh, it's something that is undoubtedly needed for the now this summer to a midfield that is in drastic need of a, of a rebuild and it's something that's been talked about over and over again this season but uh, days like today just highlights how far Liverpool have fallen from the elite in the Premier League it's finished here at the Etihad Manchester City for Liverpool 1 The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Another day is here and you're ready for it What to wear? Check Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the obvious, I would say obvious what everybody could see the first half was okay um, not only about the result because of the result but because of the performance as well of course it city was had more possession and these kind of things but that always happens when we play here um, and that's um, we scored a wonderful goal could have scored a second one in a really good counter-attack then I would say this situation was rather unlucky when um, Kevin De Bruyne gets a touch on that ball and rolls through Robo's legs and from there they did, of course City is doing then really well. So 1-1, one, one. that's okay, that's a basis um, and you come out of the out of half time and there's this open ball in midfield and we don't even have a challenge and they pass the ball to the outside, then we are too deep in the last line, and from there again, City is doing well. So you have to, to defend City in the moments where you have the opportunity to do so. If you are there too deep to pass it, whatever, then they use that immediately. That's a 2 1, 3 1, super quick after. How I remember it, and I have to watch it back, obviously. Uh, we have a 3-4-V1 situation against Jack, but in the end nobody has a challenge and the ball arrives in the box again. You can finish and have to take the rebound. But and then and then you solve what happened. That we were not there anymore. We were completely open. We were too passive, too deep, too far away from everything. We had if you look at the game, I think we had around about four performances. We were okay. Two two midfielders with Hendo and Fab. Worked a lot, tried to close gaps. Cody, especially in possession, and Ali, of course. So, and then that's obviously very difficult. If you want to get something from here, then you have to to play 11 players. 14, 15 players have to be on top of their game, and that was not the case again. So, um, after being 3-1 down, it didn't. It's anyway difficult to get come back here, but um, it's. You can, but I think oh, we had a situation for the three-two maybe when Robo, sorry, broke through on the left side. Um, yeah, 
but then apart from that, city could pretty much do what they wanted because the spaces were too big. And so we are rather lucky that they only scored one more. And um, that's it now. No, 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 you cannot. Uh, you know, you know, you don't know 100% if the team started like this or players started like that or whatever. I have no clue why we didn't have to challenge there when the ball is open and it's not, no foul, nothing, but just no challenge. Really difficult to understand. Um, but because then the reaction is, there, when, when you when you let them there on the ball and he they can cut inside and pass the ball and use their speed and the formation all of that, that then then it's not about mere mental stuff anymore. Then you just try to 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 sort the things you can sort. It was not possible there. Um, no, as opposite as it is. I don't think it is really to explain. But yeah, we all saw what we saw. They looked incredibly dejected when they came off your players. How, how do you live them? Because you've got to try and start with something, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, but we have to do that tomorrow. I, mean, I told now, the boys said, yes, nothing from my side to say for tonight. Um, the, 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 everything is obvious. Everybody needs to think himself about it. And then tomorrow we have to talk about it. But that was nothing for now. Yeah, it's not a lot of time, but it's time. We don't play tomorrow. It's on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, we should play better, and especially more consistent. So being good while you're feeling good is okay. Um, but not being good when you don't feel 100% is obviously not possible in the Premier League. So, and that's what happens in a moment. We all we spoke about it in the press conference yesterday. Uh, being 1-0 down this year changed pretty much everything for us. And it, it, I don't like to mention these things, but I cannot ignore it as well. It's not that I think, oh, if we are 1-0 down, that means I think already we are 1-0 down. But Again, today we concede two quick goals. And again, I say, then it's super difficult here, if not nearly impossible, to come back from a, from a two-goal deficit. But it is kind of, we can make it a bit more difficult for them if you stick to the things you did in your good moments. And that was not there anymore. And that's why then it, uh, the difference was so massive. Wow. Um, so nice to be part of the team. and. The crowd starts, oh, oh, which is past, so nice, but <laughs> it still happens from time to time. You sound really flat as well. How do you lift yourself? Oh, you don't have to worry about me. It's, um, I, I watch things, I analyze things, and then I go again. It's, uh, my emotions are never my problem. They are in moments on the sideline my problem, but not after a game. So um, I'm, I know what I have to do, <laughs> but. Um, I have to make sure that it arrives in the right places. Did you hope Jürgen Brimitman from the substitutes? You made those four substitutes and then you conceded very quickly on. Yeah, it was super difficult uh, coming on in a game like this. I would be now, we are in a situation altogether. I don't want to take them out of the situation, but it's now, uh, I don't think they were the problem now today. So, yeah, they didn't change the game, that's true. Um, but that's it. Were your players justified in? I didn't see it good enough. I realized the, the, that the situation, but yeah, could have got a second yellow. Yes, probably. Um, I will not. Yeah, but he will not get it now. <laughs>
Um, and yeah, I'm not sure we would have won today against ten men, to be honest. But yeah. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Real sober and experienced watching the second half of Liverpool at Manchester City today in the Premier League. In which Liverpool were so far second best, it was almost embarrassing at times. Liverpool couldn't get, apply any pressure on the ball. They were by far the inferior of the team they were playing against. And it was really, really painful. I mean, I, I can't judge Liverpool in the fact of against Manchester City as two teams at the moment. Because there's a vast difference. Manchester City are obviously a far better team than Liverpool. I've mentioned that Liverpool have displayed all the qualities of a very average team this year. And it was always the case that Liverpool could get beaten by Manchester City today. But again, like so many performances for Liverpool this season, the manner of the defeat and the manner in which they were so submissive to Manchester City in the second half. I mean, that for me is the most worrying aspect for where Liverpool are at the moment is that Liverpool have had a drop-off. There's no question about that. But this is a side who, over the last half a decade, have so often been the dominant force in matches, been able to exert their style of play, their game plan on the opposition, have the territory within the football match, which makes them the dominant side. And Liverpool are not even able to do that against average teams anymore. But coming up against Manchester City, and especially in that second half, the way in which they were not able to get up to the ball, the way they had no organisational plan that was anywhere close to working in being able to retrieve the ball from Manchester City or cause Manchester City any problems whatsoever, just shows to me the absolute levels that Liverpool have sunk to when you believe that, you know, Liverpool over the last few years have never been Manchester City in terms of being able to control and dominate City when the two teams have played. City have always largely been the side who have had the, the majority of the possession in nearly every game. But what Liverpool have been able to do is they've been able to enforce their principles, their style of play, their philosophy on Manchester City and damage Manchester City in so many times when the two teams have come across each other. And that's obviously been reflected in how close the title races have been and the fact that the two teams have been fighting it out for basically all the honours in the last few years. And to watch them today, they looked at the team who were in that second half who were directionless, had a non-coherent plan that had been put together from the coaching staff in order to try and fight their way back into the game. And Manchester City, on the other hand, had a problem to solve in the first half, were able to solve the problem with the positions of the players to be able to move manoeuvre around Liverpool and regain dominance. And listen, Guardiola for me is the greatest manager who's ever been involved in the game, the greatest manager of elite players, certainly, and the greatest tactician, I think, that's ever that's ever walked the planet. But people can talk about Jürgen Klopp's personality, his force of character, all of these great qualities that no doubt he's had over the last few years. But there is no question in my mind that he's been an elite tactical manager in his own right. Now, it may be with a tactical philosophy and formation that's had less variety than, say, a Guardiola, but you're talking about the absolute elite of elite and the best tactician who's ever you know, stepped foot in football. Klopp's 
implementation of his preferred formation and his preferred style of play has been nothing short of sensational for Liverpool. And to watch this side play with no identity, no belief, and not have the quality in and out of possession to, to first of all, win the ball back, but then have the have the dominance or the technical quality, the, the combinations, the coherence between the players to be able to actually do anything with the ball when they add it. It just resembled a mid-ranking Premier League team, which, is, which for me is what Liverpool are. The numbers reflect that. I've said that for a number of months within this season. And the display today against the one of the two best teams in the league and the best coach teams in the league just reflected that again to me. And it didn't begin too badly for Liverpool. Liverpool set up in a shape in which they used against Manchester City in the previous fixture at Anfield, which worked successfully for them. Essentially a 4-4-2, sitting in what you would probably call a mid-block, allowing Manchester City's centre-halves to have the ball. The two central players condensed the space in front of Rodri to not allow that first-phase build-up, cut off the passing channels, so Salah and Cody Gakpo in this particular game would cut off that circulation into them deeper players in Manchester City's midfield build-up. And Liverpool had some success. They were able to largely stop Manchester City getting into that rhythm of play where they could find pockets of space. I mean, don't get me wrong, we know how Manchester City play. They pin the back four of the opposition by keeping five players basically on the highest line of the pitch or maybe just having two sort of half players in them are half spaces, but essentially it's a five against four, what they try and develop in there to look at having players beyond the ball, which then having such such a good technical player like Rodri and maybe one over dropping into that deeper area when they're in possession allows them to be able to, to get out and find these players who've then created an overload on the back line of the opposition. Liverpool largely stopped that. I mean, don't get me wrong, Manchester City still got in in moments and then were able to switch the ball very quickly into especially Riyad Mahrez, who was very dangerous in that first half, 1v1, when he's got you isolated. But you know you're going to come up against that against Manchester City, the very good side. Liverpool were able to cause their own kind of problems in on the counter-attack. They actually didn't do too badly in regaining balls and then going pretty direct into the front players. Obviously, Salah's an option there on the highest line, which was the main course of attacking threat for Liverpool. And on occasions, they were even able to to break out of that initial build-up in their own phase when they're trying to play out from the back, which they've struggled with against Manchester City in re- recent outings. But sometimes they were able to get into that midfield section and actually get into some really good positions where a final pass had let them down or the last action had let them down when they got into Manchester City's deeper area. So it was promising in the first half. It wasn't you know, uh, a one-sided game in which you would say that Liverpool looked far inferior obviously they had a lot less possession but that essentially and a lot of that was by design in, in where Liverpool sat on the field of play and what they were trying to engineer in allowing City to have it in deeper areas and then when they got it springing into direct counter-attacks so that was okay but then fast forward to the second half and terrible start for Liverpool and this has been one of the the key features for Liverpool really even going back to the equalising the first half when Liverpool are in games, they are unable to manage the opposition, not creating big chances which will allow them to score. I mean, when you think about how good Liverpool's goalkeeper has been this season and where Liverpool would be without him, 
and you take into account the amount of big chances that Liverpool have given up for them to, to be needed or be called into action so often, it shows there's a systemic problem in how Liverpool are able, it doesn't matter if they're playing 4-4-2, 4-3-3, whether they're pressing higher, whether they're sitting in a, sitting in a mid-block, they simply cannot apply enough organisational pressure on the ball to not allow the opposition to get out. And listen, Manchester City are the absolute best and they created opportunities in which the ball was switched to the wide player and then Liverpool were in all kinds of problems. But it was too easy to be able to do so. Liverpool's players weren't compact enough. The unit of the team weren't compact enough. One player wasn't pressing the ball. One player wasn't offering cover in the other balance. You've got to work in tandem, in, in not just in one unity of team, but with the units being a collective to, a, to not allow Manchester City to go out, get out so freely. And eventually Liverpool go from a position where they've got a lead in a game and then all of a sudden find themselves in a situation where they just claw back too easily. And this has been the case throughout the season. I mean, we're talking about Manchester City, who are the best you know, being able to technical footballers to be able to play through the line, switch play, etc. But it doesn't matter what style of play is enforced against Liverpool, whether it's direct, whether it's from set plays, whether it's playing through, they succumb at key moments in the game all the time. They were unable to re- react defensively to the challenges that they face in games and able to solve problems. I mean, you look at Manchester City today, they had a problem to solve within that first half and solved the problem of not being able to play through deeper areas by bringing John Stones into the middle of the pitch, having a another player in that deeper build-up, which gave Liverpool a different problem in terms of the organisation in which they were set up with, being able to solve problems, staying in games, and then coming out on the right side of the results. Liverpool can't solve problems within games. They can't stay in games well enough because they concede goals or concede opportunities at key moments. And then the game's taken away from them. I think that was the ninth time this season that Liverpool have conceded three goals in a game. It's nowhere near good enough. And we can talk about individuals all day. And again, there were some poor performances today. But in general, this is a collective malaise. I've mentioned before that when you factor in the individual drop-offs of players, but also we can't overlook this. There is organisation and coaching problems throughout Liverpool's side and this will not be fixed overnight. This won't be come to a situation in the summer where everything can get solved by Liverpool bringing in a few players. Listen, some individuals will help that. But when you've been on such a, a positive uprising in a, through a manager, Jürgen Klopp, a positive trajectory, there's great belief, there's great confidence in the methods. This will have taken a huge, huge blow out of some of them Liverpool players' belief. And I'm talking about the Liverpool players who you want for the long term, the elite players that they still have within the side. Because there's no question, from an individual point of view, it's been no nowhere near good enough. But the coaching performance of the coaching staff and the manager this season has also been nowhere near good enough. And this has culminated today in a second half in which we have watched an absolutely abject Liverpool performance and the biggest barometer in that second half of how Liverpool have fell or how far Liverpool have fallen compared to their direct rival over the, the last five years. Painful again. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.